Fameva matata pita tuameva, Fameva bandhu chasakha tuameva, Fameva vidyadravinam tuameva, Tuameva sarvan mamadeva deva. God is our all. Let us see God in all. I bow to him in all of you. I would like today to talk about the way to become inspired at will. You see, you don't have to wait for inspiration to come to you. You can demand that it come. You can put out the thought into the ether, and uh, it can be at will. What, there was the, the, the thing that I want to read today is, again, from Conversations with Yogananda, and uh, in a lecture one day he said, someone asked, once asked me, is it possible to be inspired at will? I replied, not if you let inspiration control you, but if you are in control, you can call on it, you can call on it at will. One time, he continued, I was in my upstairs room at Mount Washington, preparing to attend a large banquet downstairs. Two hundred people were there waiting. Someone asked me just then, would you give us a poem? Probably the thought was for the master to read the poem at the banquet. At once, I replied, take down these words. Sitting for a moment, I focused my mind at the point between the eyebrows, then dictated, O Father, when I was blind, I found not a door which led to thee. But now that thou hast opened my eyes, I find doors everywhere, through the hearts of flowers, through the voice of friendship, through sweet memories of all lovely experiences. Every gust of my prayer opens an unentered door in the vast temple of thy presence. This poem as it happened, was the first one I included in what later became the book of prayers and poems named Whispers from Eternity. When that book was published, a London newspaper review stated, there is one poem in this book that we cannot refrain from quoting, and this was the one they quoted. Inspiration, you see, the master concluded, can be called upon at will, to receive it, concentrate deeply at the spiritual eye in the forehead. At that point, then, demand to be given the inspiration you seek. Now, this is the, the technique to put your mind very strongly here. The other I gave to you yesterday, be solution conscious. In other words, expect inspiration. You don't say, well, I'm never inspired anyway, but here goes. You will find that only when you have that, and that expectation of receiving an answer, and then what happens is this, that your thought, this is sort of like the broadcasting station in your body. The heart is the receiving set. And when you send out a strong thought here, um, you can send thoughts to people. Like one time, my guru was late for a lecture, and he concentrated deeply here and sent a message to the chairman of the gathering. And the chairman got up and said, Swamiji is a little late, but he will be here and don't worry about it. 
which is the message my guru had given him. And he arrived, and so the lecture continued. But this kind of thought, um, if you will send out a strong thought here, what happens is, is that there's a mechanic to it, too. It's like a magnet, magnetic field, you know, like in electricity, magnetic fields are rotary. They rotate around any, any um, strong current that is, is directed. And that rotation draws to itself the inspiration, the thought, the guidance, whatever it wants. It doesn't come to you just sort of, well, I hope it'll come, please send it. Not, not passively, not in a supine kind of spirit, but with a lot of willpower, if you can direct your will like that, uh, it can happen. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I, I did a, a uh, this is rather fun in a way, but it's, it's uh, something I was just thinking about this morning because somebody wanted to go out and buy a keyboard. And I said, you know, I wrote one song that hits the lowest note on the piano. And uh, it was a slideshow. I'd taken about 15,000 slides. Mostly it was done for diversion because I had all these responsibilities. It was fun not to have to think about any responsibility, just take a picture. But I did it with concentration. And um, this was a show that I did for Romania, where I grew up. But I did it when I went back there after I'd, uh, I'd grown a few years. And uh, actually, it's a bit of a scam, because it's uh, the Brand Castle, which is, uh, was, is fairly modern. But it'll do for a Dracula's castle. It really was not really so. But I imagine Dracula there. But I didn't know how to write a song for Dracula, this vampire sucking blood. It's a myth that never, this is, this is not a true legend at all. But it's what draws the tourists. Anyway, I wanted to do a song for it. I simply couldn't imagine a song expressive of it. So I put my fingers on the keyboards of a piano. And I said to my guru and divine mother, I said, all right, well, help me to get a melody, and I let my fingers move. And it's not like automatic writing, because I cooperated with it. But I, I allowed my fingers to go with that feeling, and, and uh, the melody that came out was just perfect for the Dracula's castle. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. And it was just perfect. It was great fun. And uh, you'll see that even in little ways, but you, you do have to expect something to happen. I did another slideshow called Different Worlds. It's a very interesting slideshow because it's pictures of people in many parts of the world in many different costumes, many different customs, and many different ages. But I showed how, in spite of those differences, there are certain things that tie everybody together. The more they think of ego, the more they think of what am I getting out of life, the more you see them kind of bitter. I used a telephoto lens, which helped me to zero in on people when they didn't know that I was taking their picture. And you'd see them in poses sort of looking heavy or discouraged or bright or cheerful or... Um, it was great fun, and I called it Different Worlds. I showed how, at the end, I showed how people who 
have an inner life, no matter what their age, they have light. And again, um, no matter what their age, if they give to others and share with others, they're happy. And if they take from others, they aren't happy. And it became a real lesson because you see it all over the world. It's the same. It doesn't depend on, doesn't depend on culture, on custom, on expectation. It simply is so. People who serve others and think of others are happy. People who try to gain for themselves are unhappy. It's a law of life. Anyway, I wanted a piece of music that would say just that. The, the human state, the human condition, with its sadness, with its fulfillment, with its happiness, with its sorrow, all the different... It seemed like much too much of an order and I wanted one melody for the entire slideshow, which it seemed like I couldn't possibly do it. And I thought, well, I can't, so I gave it up. Then the thought came to me, well, I can't, but God can. How often I had seen that thought come to me as my guru taught through that lesson that he told in this particular sermon of his, that uh, I can't do it, but God can, my guru can, and if I will allow them to by not just passively waiting for them to do it, but putting out the energy to do it, putting it strongly here at the point between the eyebrows, putting out the energy with the full expectation of drawing that inspiration. And you know, after I'd done the melody, I had a lady cooking up in the kitchen, which was at that time a part of my living room. It's the only room I had except that loft where I slept. And uh, when she heard that, she said, oh, that's perfect for different worlds. Well, I hadn't thought it deliberately at all, but I had put my fingers on the keys. This is only two times I can remember where I, I didn't interfere at all with the process, but it wasn't, again, like automatic writing of music. It was not unconscious. I allowed my fingers to move as I felt inspired to go with the melody. And uh, again, I think the melody, of course, I don't know, Indians may not have the same melodic sense as we have in the West, I can't say, but let me sing it to you and see what you think. La 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 whether it works for you or not, you will find that in your way and in your particular uh, ability to uh, respond to inspiration, 
it will work for you in a way that it won't if you just wait for it to happen if you try. This is a mistake that so many composers make. They try to think, well, this is a melody, it works like this, but it doesn't. It's got to have a feel to it. I was calling some friends down in Canada just last night, and uh, the hotel where they were staying put me on hold and played a melody. I had to say that is a stupid melody. It didn't say anything. Song says something. Melodies say something. Music is a language. And this just didn't go in the right directions. That you could feel that whoever wrote it thought, well, oh, it's a good note here, put a note here. It isn't like that. You have to feel if you want to be inspired. It has to come not just here. It has to come from a blend of heart and head. You feel it in your heart. You feel love in your heart or joy in your heart. Direct that thought up to the point between the eyebrows. And the inspiration is a combination. I didn't say that earlier, but it's so. There's a combination of feeling quality and energy. That energy directed upward. Now, listen, if you want to get another kind of energy, you can direct it downward, but that won't it be inspiring. There is a song called Gloomy Sunday. It was played on the radio in the 20s or the 30s in America. And actually, so many people committed suicide after listening to that piece, they finally made it illegal to play on the airwaves. Unbelievable, but so. Sunday is gloomy. La 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 You can hear the grim despair in those in that melody itself. You see, song as I said is a melody. And whatever you do, I mean song does it more than most things, but even in your cooking, you can put thoughts, you can put vibrations. When my guru cooked, he would he would taste here in the spiritual eye, and he would know exactly how much salt, how much spices, how much everything to put in to blend perfectly. And I have to say he was a great cook, but it was always because there was joy with it. You know, that's one reason swamis enjoy cooking for people, because putting their vibrations into what they cook, people get those vibrations, and it's, it's, uh, it can inspire, it can help you. This is why being in the presence of saints is helpful. This is why they say in the, in the Shastras, one moment in the company of a saint can be your raft over the ocean of delusion. Why not try to be that kind of inspiration? Not only what you do make it inspiring, but also try to emanate that inspiration in your walk, in your talk, in the tone of voice. You notice how many people, after they reach, let us say, the age of 50 or whatever, their voices become thin and brittle. It's because they're showing their inner consciousness. The voice betrays your consciousness. And so you will see them talking like this, and their voices are very thin, and there's sort of a hardness there. Well, do you want to do that? Listen to your own voice. It's a very good kind of, I used to say, a tape recorder is your best critic. Listening to your own voice is the best way to criticize yourself. Because in your voice, you can instantly tell if there's a little intrusion of anger, a little intrusion of ego, a little intrusion of pride, a little intrusion of, of uh, jealousy, or, on the other hand, sweetness, kindness. 
when my guru talked about Divine Mother, it was so sweet. It was just, you, you're, you would just melt with that. And he used to love God as the mother because he said, Mother is closer than the father. God is both mother and father, and God is neither, if you wish. But to approach God as mother, after all, no matter what mistakes you make, the mother will always be your friend. The father may judge you, but not so likely the mother. The poem of Shankaracharya's, Bad sons there are many, but never has there been a bad mother. Well, let's face it, there are plenty of bad mothers. He was talking about the Divine Mother. The Divine Mother has never been unloving, never been unforgiving. Your own earthly mother may, after all, she's a human person and with her own peaks and troughs and whatever. But your own mother is, your Divine Mother is ever wise. I would like to have you listen to this next song. It's called Mother of Wisdom, Mercy and Grace. I think you might like it. Joy to you. Mother of wisdom, mercy and grace, grant us thy vision, grant us thy peace. Our love receive. Souls go. 